Hello and welcome to the Fearless Man Podcast. This is a show where we talk about everything that God wants us to remember to do as a husband, a father, a friend, a leader, and even a chef in the kitchen. Don't miss it. Share with your friends and I'll see you on the podcast. This is your host, Andy Falco Jimenez. Hello, my friends. This is Andy Falco Jimenez coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California. And um, the podcast is up. It will take a few, um, probably tomorrow, it'll probably take a few more hours for it to propagate and get up there on the, the platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all the, the major podcasts. Usually it takes a day, maybe a little bit less sometimes to get up there. So I will let you know when it's live. And uh, what would be great is if you would go and subscribe and uh, that will help um, prime the pump, so to speak, so that it will get pushed out so other people can see it. Uh, really enjoying the, the process of putting these shows together um, because the... The content, you know, my wife and I, we do a podcast called Living Fearless Devotional, and we read from a devotional, obviously, and um, in that devotional, there are scripture references, and so the great thing is, is that you, the devotional is already written, and then we have the scripture that we refer to, and it, it causes us, and we were actually just talking about this last night. I, I like the fact that we don't know... Um, each day that we go and begin to broadcast, what what the message is going to be, and uh, we we read it before we go live. We look at the scripture before we go live, and then we we pull from our experience or from a sermon, perhaps that we saw, um, you know, either that day or, or earlier or later uh, earlier that week, and um, and it's just kind of um, on the fly, and. I really enjoy it. I do. I do love that because it really causes you to think. It reminds me of when I was learning to be a, a, a police dog trainer, that uh, one of the best things that happened was that I was involved in something called the International Police Canine Conference, where I would travel all over the United States and in Canada and 50 to 75. I'm not sure if we ever reached 100, but quite a few students would come with their dogs. And I did something that was called problem solving. And it was uh, five days of me sitting in front of a portion of the attendees. Each day, we'd get a portion of the, the 75, let's say, that would be there. So there would be somewhere in the neighborhood of about um, 12 to 15 students with their dogs that would come out to a field where I would be. And I had no idea what I was going to be working on that day because it's called problem solving. And so I would, I would introduce myself as the instructor and uh, I'd have usually one or two other instructors alongside me. Uh, I was the lead of, uh, in this particular uh, area of the conference. Other things were going on in other areas like shooting or tactics and, and those were all, were all planned out. But mine was that it was a mystery every day <laughs> what, would, what it was that I was gonna get confronted with. And I learned so much because it really causes you to use your your gray matter, and it really causes you to think through what it is that you're being asked. And then you have to go through your experience and your um, uh, and the training that you've been through in the past and pull out something from within you to solve the problem that you had no idea that was coming to you on that particular day. And it really caused you to think and use your brain 
and it was spectacular. The devotional that my wife and I do to, uh, on a day-to-day -day basis is much, uh, is very much like that. Um, in this, uh, the Fearless Man podcast, what I'm doing now is researching and looking at other um, authors' writings. I'm uh, looking at um, you know books, you know that are specifically for men, and not just uh, Christian, but secular books, and and in the psychology of men, and and um, going through websites and reading about what you know what suicide, um, you know, uh, you know statistics statistics are currently um, you know happening around our you know our country and around the world. And what is the cause and, you know, drug abuse and homelessness and all the things related uh, to what uh, is confronting us in our world and, and in particular men. So it, it, it's, a, it's, it's awesome uh, to be able to do that kind of research too ahead of time and come across some stuff. Well, this one uh, particular subject that I'm talking about today, which the title of today's uh, broadcast is Least in the Kingdom least in the kingdom. And I've been thinking about this for a very long time because I've been coming across so many men who, you know, if you were to look at their past and you were to, if I were to, you know, drop, you know, back in time, including myself and look at these men that I'm meeting and myself and according to their testimonies, quite often I would be with someone that you would never, ever think that would be reading the Bible, much less doing a broadcast about um, the Bible and worship and, um, you know, um, you know, speaking to other people about the greatness of God and how much God loves you and how much God loves me. That when I really do think about it, it is an amazing, um, it's just amazing <laughs> that uh, the, God has used the, the least in his kingdom to spread the word, to spread his message. And, um, and quite often I have to, it, it, this is a, you know, kind of a corny saying, but I have to pinch myself to, to think that I've made it. I may, I, I've survived and I'm alive based on some of the things I've done in my past, some of it for good, but some of it not so much. And um, that I am here that, uh, that, that in itself is a miracle. Uh, and then the fact that I'm doing now, you know, a devotional with my wife that I, I, um, speak to others that I've, I share my testimony that I meet other men in church and we sit there and talk about, um, you know, what it means to be a Christian and what it is that I'm going through or what they're going through, that it really is, um, a spectacular thing that God has chosen me. Uh, and, and, and probably you in some cases, or if you're watching this and you are not yet feeling that way, I hope what I'm going to bring to you today is going to give you, um, some hope that, that you are worthy. Uh, I was just sharing, uh, again, the other day on the, um, living fearless devotional that I just, I still struggle with the fact that I can go out in the public or speak on this camera live and, expect anybody to trust what I'm saying about Jesus, about the Holy Spirit, about God, about my experiences in the past and currently that somebody would listen to what I have to say about this. That, it, And again, I'm not saying that I necessarily have millions of people, that there are a few people that listen and it can move them. God's word through me 
strangely enough that God has used me to speak to others about what it is that he expects from us, uh, about his love for us, and about his miracles um, is just truly amazing that uh, he's used somebody that I know for sure is the least in the kingdom. And, uh, and that person would be me. What I'm going to read from you today is from uh, my book that I wrote back in somewhere, I believe it's 2013. Actually, I, I should have looked it up. It's around that time, 2013, 2014. I republished it to get it to a number one bestseller status. Um, but it originally was written. I actually wrote it probably 2010 or 11, and it took me until 2013 to get, you know, to get it edited to, um, find, uh, uh, you know, the, the right cover and have it made and all this kind of stuff. So, um, it, it was written in a time that I got to be honest with you that now that I look back, I, and I've shared this before that it is, it was written during a time that I was calling myself a Christian. And then I was a, a man walking around a Christian church, but I'm not quite sure that um, I was walking with God dwelling inside me. Uh, there, there is a, a time in our life as we are accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior that we go from saying the words and being somebody who's going to church and, and, and passing themselves off as a Christian, but not quite yet accepted the challenge of God, to be walking with God, to walking with God dwelling inside me and being that man of Christ that God has called me to be. That, that's an, that there is a distinction between a man walking around a church as a Christian and calling himself a Christian, and then being a godly man walking with God dwelling inside me. That's two distinct separate things. And I didn't know that before. I truly thought for the 20, a couple decades or more than a couple decades that I was, I was a godly man. But I find out now that I really wasn't. But in spite of that, God used me to write a book <laughs> that has, um, you know, at least as people that have emailed that people have used uh, for Bible studies. They've used it um, to share the gospel with other people and other men. And so surprisingly enough that, again, it's just another example of how God uses me when I wasn't quite ready. He used me to write a book uh, to share his word that actually moved other men to make a, a decision for God. But yet here I was still not what God wanted me to be, still not walking as a godly man. But I'm going to read uh, chapter nine of the book, um, and it is um, entitled Least in the Kingdom. And oh, just really quick, let me just make sure you um, understand. I, I was a police officer in the city of Anaheim. I started a business called Falco Canine Academy. It's also a a corporation called Falco Enterprises Incorporated, but Falco Canaan Academy is the DBA. And here's a quick picture of me uh, of working with the dog. I'm the, I'm the dude on the right with a big old left arm and his other hand up in the air. Uh, that police dog is waiting for me to um, make a move so he could bite me. And, um, and that's just, you know, that's something that I did every day for a very long time. It's <laughs> something like 30 years. I, I got bit by dogs for a living. That was my, my job. And so that, uh, that's what I did for a very long period of time. It was during this period of time, uh, that I decided to write a book about how my dog, my police dog, when I was working as a police officer saved my life. And now looking back, at least that's how the book is written, looking back at everything 
that I'd gone through with my dog and the example of what happened when my dog saved my life. It's a much longer story and it's, it, I don't have time to share that story right now, but my dog in saving my life showed me in living color, an example of what God of Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. And in spite of us, he gave us life for us so that we can live as white as snow because of him that we could go to heaven because of what his sacrifice was on the cross. The book shares a little bit of what my dog did for me when he saved my life on that day, in spite of me treating him horribly only days before. And so that, that is the story of the book. Now, in chapter nine, I'm talking about the least in the kingdom. And I'm going to go ahead and bring the page up here so you can read along with me. Uh, the reference that I use on this particular page is 1 Corinthians 1, 26 to 27, which says, Few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. Um, I wish I could remember the story of why I chose that particular scripture, but it fits. Um, and, I, and I love it that uh, instead God chose things the world considers foolish, namely me, <laughs> in order to shame those uh, who think they are wise. Now, uh, in the book, I wrote uh, this particular uh, bit of, you know, what it means to me and how it relates to my uh, business as a, a police dog trainer and the dogs I selected for the job. And I'll, and I'll go into a little commentary after I get through reading this particular chapter. The chapter is not that long, so don't worry. It's not going to take us hours to listen to it, but um, it's, uh, it starts one of the most unique characteristics about Jesus' teachings is his view on importance and rank. When his disciples ask, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus responds, the greatest in the kingdom is whoever makes himself as humble as this child. In other words, be like the innocent kid who's too young, too short, not smart enough, and gets no respect. Later, the mother of James and John begs Jesus to give her sons the positions of greatest authority, when he becomes king, Jesus replies, whoever among you wants to be a leader must become your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. In other words, the highest rank is found in the lowest place. At Falco Canine Academy, we train dogs in many different areas of detection, whether it's narcotics, explosives, bed bugs, E. coli, salmonella, or cell phones. All these disciplines are important to the humans which the dogs serve, and in many instances are the difference between life and death. While bed bugs aren't lethal, that we know of, they cause a lot of stress to a person's well-being and affect their overall health. On the other hand, cell phone detection dogs can locate the phones which high-level inmates use to make drug deals and arrange hits on unsuspecting victims. Increasingly, dogs most often chosen for these jobs come from shelters and rescues, these unwanted, undisciplined animals, which are discarded and, sh and scheduled to be euthanized, are often the most valuable canines available. Why is that? A detection dog must have many of the traits which cause dogs to be abandoned and abused. A dog with a lot of energy and a strong desire to hunt and be curious. A detection dog needs a strong desire to play with a toy and do anything for that toy. This often leads a dog to be mischievous and destructive if the owner isn't inattentive. For the same reason, one human has found a dog to be undesirable and hated, hundreds if not thousands of people find comfort and thankfulness for its existence. 
God used people in the Bible and throughout history who are looked down upon by others and as uneducated, sinful, and not up to religious standards. He uses unlikely people today who are considered unlovable and worthless in order to show just how great a God, a God he is. They bring comfort, love, and leadership through their lives, their willingness to help others, and their testimonies. I am a prime example of an unlikely person God has used. I can tell you that anyone who knew me from back in the day won't believe I've written a book about God and how to follow the example of his son, Jesus Christ. Yet there is God, yet here is God using an unlikely person to teach and live as an example of his word and loving truth. From, Re from Rahab, the prostitute who helped the spies of Israel in Jericho, to the sinful woman who poured expensive perfume on Jesus' feet and wiped them with her hair, from simple fishermen with no religious training who became Jesus' disciples and helped spread the good, the good news, to Moses and David, who God took from the fields tending flocks and made them shepherds of millions of souls. God takes the least in the kingdom, the people who look, we look down upon and uses them because they are willing to be used. And I'll go ahead and read this to you. Uh, pause to praise. Uh, pause to pray. Sorry. So pause was a little you know, play on words, pausing as opposed to the dog's paw. Pause to pray. Lord, help me remember that you don't look for heroes and pedigree and status, but for humble hearts, childlike faith, and a willingness to serve. Pause for dogs. The first three behaviors taught at Falco Canyon Academy are nonverbal. Sit, stay, and heal are accomplished by stopping, which means sit, starting your walk with your right foot, stay, and starting your walk, your walk with your left foot, which means heal. Dogs are masters at reading body language, but not at understanding the spoken word. We found that training this first makes the human stop giving repetitive commands while the dog is forced to pay attention instead of waiting for the human to yell the command or take other action. All right. Sorry about that. So although that very last part has really nothing to do with the scripture, um, I did want to make sure and, and cover uh, the rest of that particular chapter so you could be a part of what's written there and what I loved about that as I was reading it there was another book I was looking for uh, at the time I was I was trying to find something to relate to this idea that the least of the kingdom are used by God as a, a as not only an example but also because of what it is that they have in them that will be useful to bring other people of similar status or similar weaknesses or similar sins to understand that if this person that can, can be saved that's standing before you that's now walking with God can now be used to talk to a person that, that can relate to what it is that person has shared as their testimony or their, their story. But I think it's a wonderful example in this particular chapter that I wrote that when I look at the dogs that I used in the past, and, and for me, that's what I need. I need to have an example. I need to see something. Some, and quite often, it has to be tangible for me to understand what God is trying to say. And clear, very clearly here, when I was writing this chapter, that he was reminding me, hey, Andy, you can be used for God's purposes, for an example of God's love, because don't you realize that the dogs that you find in these shelters and in these rescues that are, these dogs really were, and, and quite a number of them, 
were in line to be euthanized. In other words, these dogs are going to be killed because of the very thing that you find, Andy, as a useful tool, as a useful trait, as a useful personality or a useful behavior to quite possibly save somebody else's lives or a group of people's lives. The very thing that is going to cause this dog to be euthanized and killed is the thing, the trait that is going to be used to save others. Do you understand what I'm saying? That how powerful is that? That you watching that may not think that you are worthy, that your story is meaningful, that you as a person would never and could never possibly be used for the greater good of God to share a story, to share the, the, the good news, as I wrote on that particular chapter, the good news of Jesus Christ and how he gave himself, he gave himself because he loves you so much that he got nailed to your sins, the cross being an example of your sins or a, um, uh, uh, an example, it's not an example, but th there's another word I'm looking for. The, the cross is your sins. What he was nailed to was our sins. That's powerful. It's powerful that he's using even me. Again, I wrote in there that, you know, people would look back and I know there's people that still watch this to this day. They go, is that that guy? <laughs> is that that guy that used to go to Las, that I used to go to Las Vegas with? Is that this guy that I used to be in a locker room and hear him talk in a way that really wasn't worthy of, of, of somebody that passes him off, passes himself off as being a, a godly man now? Is that the same guy? Yes. Yes, it absolutely is. And so are you. You are a person that God wants to use for his glory. You are a person that he wants to use your story as a once sinful man of the most sinful kind. I, I have friends now that have been in prison for some very horrific crimes uh, against humanity that are now great men of God that I am happy when I see them in church and give them a hug and tell them hi. A man that in my past as a police officer, I would have been more than happy to arrest and put in jail. That I would have been wrestling them, not hugging them. That I would be tasing them, not hugging them. That we would be in a gun battle and not hugging them. Isn't that amazing? Um, I, I tell this story uh, recently about, um, about two or three weeks ago. Um, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, as I'm talking, I'm trying to, re, trying to um, come to a, a place where I know how much I can share. And I just don't want to share too much right now. I know I've shared probably more in other broadcasts, but it's just I was at church for a what's called BUDS training over at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. It's, it's for men. Um, and uh, Pastor Jack and this last one was, you know, stood on the stage. And Pastor Jack Hibbs over at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Uh, stood on stage and, and, and talked to us as men and saying, we need men to step up in this church. We need you to do this, this, and this. But prior to the BUDS conference or um, meeting starting, um, I was introduced to a man who was part of a, a criminal gang, a very dangerous criminal gang. And here he was in church. 
here I was sitting there as a former police officer, retired police officer who spent much of his time arresting members of this criminal gang, this deadly criminal gang. Um, and you've heard of this gang and you know this gang as a very violent gang. And if you would come across this man in his past, you would have, you know, you would have, you know, he's one of those people that you would have walked to the other side of the street, right? You would have, you, you would have been very worried that he may have uh, stolen your car or stolen something that had on you or murdered you. Um, and here he was in front of me and I was stood, I, I stood up and was introduced to him. And at, at, by the end of our maybe three minute conversation, I reached out uh, with my arms wide open and we gave each other a hug. Only God would have, would have used him and would have used me as an example to the men that I was talking to earlier saw me doing this so that I could come back and share that story of who that man was and who I was and that they could look at that and go, are you kidding me right now? You know, in, in some way, as I'm sitting here thinking about this, maybe that was one of the most important things that God had prepared me for to show maybe three other men that were sitting there that heard who I was and that I was talking to prior to this happening, that they could see how God uses the least in his kingdom to give an example of what can happen once you give your life to Jesus Christ. Once you accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and repent of your sins and you are made new you die to yourself die to your past die to the old man and now this new man arises this new man in god is used in a very powerful way amazing it's just an amazing spectacular thing um robert block says uh, who's watching from Mexico. Whenever you refer to canines in your program, I can't help having a smile on my face. We are so alike when it comes to dogs. <laughs> yes, and there's a picture you can see of him and his, um, uh, I, that's not an emoji, but you know, that image that he uses um, on his Facebook page. But uh, yeah, Robert, it's, um, that, that does give, uh, you know, put a smile on my face. And how God uses those examples of the dogs that we, decided to use that otherwise would have just been looked at as a mangy mutt. How I would be looked at as a mangy mutt scheduled for euthanasia <laughs> my, by, by my own hands, by my own sinful self. That that dog would be used as a bomb detection dog, or like I said in the book, a cell phone detection dog, and not only for prisons, but cell phone detection dogs. I trained for Iraq and Afghanistan that special forces used to uh, locate these phones that were being used to trigger explosives to kill many, many people. These very same dogs that I would find in a shelter, and they're there was no hope because these are older dogs. The dogs that I would select were year, dogs that were a year and a half to three years old. That at, at that age, not sweet looking little puppies, some of them kind of ugly, some of them uh, just smelly and skinny and, and, and really looked like dogs that just had no hope. That in the darkest part of their days, they're, their days were numbered. And here I, I found them 
and looked at them much like God, although I was never lost. Uh, just as an example, God says, you know what? I'm going to use this wretched human being that has no hope, that has no future. Because if he, he continuing in the path that he's on, he has no future. It, it, it's just as life is just going to be full of destruction. Then I'm going to pull this man out of the kennel. <laughs> just like that dog. Pull him out of the kennel and use him. Use those traits that got him into so much trouble. Use those, that past that was just destructive. And I'm going to retrain him. You know, and use those traits for my glory. Use those traits to, to save somebody else's life. To save not maybe even one person's life, to save a group of people's lives in a, in a Bible study or in, a, in an audience that may be watching online, uh, you know, on, on a devotional much like this one. And I'm going to use that wretched human, much like, again, I use that wretched dog to save lives. And yes, he has changed my life and used me and my wife to bring people to God. I know they have because they've come on our show and they've emailed us and they've shared their stories that, that God through our devotional and hopefully at some point God through this podcast will change somebody's life in turn, using them to change lives, in turn, using them to possibly save somebody's life from destruction. Um, it is awesome. God, for sure, uses the least of his kingdom. So I hope this has been useful to you. Please share uh, this uh, broadcast as you're seeing it now. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Rumble, uh, please share it. Just take and you click the share button, copy that URL and paste it in your social media, maybe paste it in a text to a friend and say, you know what, dude, you need to listen to this. Uh, this guy's sharing a story. God is using him in a way that, um, you know, may change your life. Hit the share button, copy the URL, paste it, share it on other platforms, send it an email to your friends. Uh, like I said, again, the podcast will be live shortly. Um, I have been able to upload a couple of the episodes now and it is working now and it is propagating and is going to be um, uh, approved. I am sure on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, hopefully iHeartRadio at some point and some other broadcasting platforms and you'll be able to share that out too. All right, my friends, I really do appreciate you. Robert, thank you for uh, commenting and sharing um, your thoughts with me. Uh, if you're watching the replay, please um Share your comments and what your thoughts are and if God has used you in, in any way or if this particular podcast has hit you at the right time that you also thought that maybe that you were just too far gone, that God was not powerful enough to even save you. He is. He created the universe. He created this world. He created man. He created the ability to do this with my finger. <laughs> he can save you. He can change your life. All right, my friends. Love you guys. God bless. Share um, uh, God's word with other people and other men so that we can make a difference in this world. All right, I'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye.